Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. He's not near ready enough yet to even consider being a help for this year or probably next year. Um, so the last two guys they signed, Cespedes uh, and Colas, are both guys that you're going to see down the road. It's going to add to organizational depth. They've done such a great job with their Cuban players. There's another couple of them, and uh, I think that... Um, the two talents are really good talents. Now, how they how they move forward, nobody's going to be able to tell. You just know that they have the skills, and, and then we'll see. We're back with more Inside the Clubhouse with Bruce Levine and David Haw on Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, a radio.com sports station presented by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Welcome back. Thanks for listening this morning. Talking baseball. David Hall, Bruce Levine here inside the clubhouse. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. That was the voice of Steve Stone from last March, about 10 months ago now, Bruce. And he was talking about Oscar Colas and whether or not he was ready and, and where he was in the developmental uh, cycle and stages. Oscar Colas is part of the White Sox organization now, officially after signing for $2.7 million. We're getting ready to hopefully talk to Marco Patti about what that means and where he is. What are your thoughts as we enter this conversation, Bruce, about Oscar Colas's ready readiness to compete for a spot on the 2022 White Sox roster? Well, I think it's very interesting, David. Uh, he's a 23-year-old. So most of these international signings, uh, they're anywhere from ages uh, 16 to usually 21 or 22. Uh, this guy is a little older. He has a lot more experience as Marco will attest to when, when we get him on the air. And uh, the, the cool part about this is, is that uh, his ascension to the major leagues, unlike Eric Hernandez, who was another outfielder that they signed at age uh, 17 right now, uh, should be very quick, okay? There, there's not going to be a lot of uh, downtime for, uh, for, for Colas. Uh, he's, he's a guy that uh, has an ability to play all three outfield positions, He's got a huge bat, and the bonus, the bonus is, is that he throws 95 miles an hour as a pitcher, and he's, uh, and they're not even planning on using him as a pitcher. But, you know, knowing the creati- knowing the creativity, David, of Rick Hahn and of Kenny Williams, <laughs> maybe that pitching thing isn't as far off as everybody thinks. Our next well, guest will let us a little. Yeah, let's little find out about that. that, and we go to our guest hotline. Presented by Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. 
The top assistant to uh, the general manager of the Chicago White Sox and director of international uh, scouting for the Chicago White Sox, Marco Patti, nice enough to join us on a Saturday morning on Inside the Clubhouse. Marco, David, and Bruce, uh, how are you today? And uh, we're starting to talk a little bit about Oscar and Eric. Uh, what's going on as far as them moving uh, forward with their White Sox careers? Good morning, guys. I appreciate it uh, very much you having me on your show. And, oh, these guys are looking forward to get started. Uh, they're going to report uh, to our complex in the Dominican uh, on Sunday. You know, obviously, you know, they, they signed this pass this week and, you know, gave them a, a few days off so they can enjoy the signing with their families and things of that nature. But they're ready to get their work uh, to started. And and we're looking forward to, to seeing them get uh, get their first steps with the White Sox, and obviously they're they're excited to be there. So everything is ready to start uh, taking motion. Marco, as we were discussing before you joined us, Oscar Colas is 23, older than a lot of prospects are when they join new organizations, and he's also got some professional experience under his belt in Japan. How much closer does that make him to making a major league roster sooner rather than later, as early as this season? Well, obviously, the um, the uh, the experience that he acquired in Japan at the professional level, like he said uh, many times to us, and I think he said it during his interview when he signed, you know, it it, it kind of helped him understand what professional baseball is all about. Uh, as a young player growing up in Cuba and making Cuban national teams and playing internationally, he he obviously have experience from that standpoint, but professionally. Uh, it's, it's you know guys got to get used to it. In his case, he's already part of a professional organization in Japan, and so he feels and, and we feel like uh, some of the things that he had to learn from a professional standpoint, they already he already acquired. So um, timetable for him to advance is all going to depends on how well he adjusts to being here in the states how well he adjusts from not being playing consistently for, you know, a little bit over a year. You know, we, you know, when you add the months, it's a little bit longer. But, you know, the advantage that he has is, you know, nobody played during the COVID year. So none of the minor leaguers played during the COVID year. So I think it, it helps him to, to a certain degree uh, to come in, get, get, get his feet wet with us here starting next week. And, and then by the time he reports to spring training at least, the professional part of it, he would already have started his professional career, and I think it it helped him uh, get uh, get an idea of what's going to happen in the states, and then get his career going. But you know, it's hard to determine how quick a guy's going to advance. All I can say, from my standpoint, from what I know of him, from seeing him play, uh, Oscar is going to do everything in his power to perform at his best level. Uh, he's a competitor. He wants to play. He wants to win. And he's ready to uh, show his ability. Marco, uh, the, the, the way that Cuban players have been a, such a huge part of the history of the Chicago White Sox going back to 1951 and Minnie Minoso starting his career with the White Sox has been uh, something that you know most baseball pan, fans pay attention to. But the the more recent ascension over the last 15 to 17 years and uh, the way that uh, Cuban players impacted 
the White Sox World Series championship in 2005, uh, the way Abreu has impacted the White Sox. Uh, how much does that resonate in the Cuban community? And how much, uh, how much do these players that you get to talk to that are uh, coming from Cuba more, more willing and interested in the White Sox because of the fact that there is the great history here? Oh, no question. I, I think that uh, all you Cuban players now, when they when they arrive to whether it's Dominican or Mexico and they leave their country, they already know just because of the tradition. Like you said, it started with many, and it, you know, Jose came in and continue on, and, and the younger players that were signing, they are aware that uh, the White Sox is a, is a very a good destination for them to uh, start their minor league careers. So, uh, it helps. It helps tremendously because the organization has proven that uh, we not only uh, as, will sign a, a, an older, more mature, more developed Cuban player, but we also uh, are patient to develop the younger Cuban players that need a little bit, a little bit more time in their development. And you know, so it, it's a plus. It's a plus because they know that uh, the White Sox is a, is, a, is a destination that they're looking forward to have an opportunity to play with. Marco, back, back to Oscar Colas for a moment. He is an outfielder. Obviously, those credentials speak for themselves, him at the plate and in the field. But he's also a lefty who can throw 95, and he's a guy who did that well enough to be uh, get the nickname Cuban Otani. Maybe that was unfair or premature, but he's a guy who can throw 95. Why did he stop pitching and is that a possibility that he will resume it if, in fact, the White Sox ever conclude, hey, we need a lefty who can throw 95? <laughs> yeah. No, you know, he's a good athlete. He's a, he's a very good athlete. From a young age on the Cuban national team, I saw him, I saw him pitch uh, several times. Uh, he would come in and relieve or he would start. And like I said, you know, it was a time where I saw him pitch. Then he played third and he played left or right field. I've seen him play all over the field, really, center field, left field. Um, the, the thing is, it's like every young player, whether it's high school or 15 or 18-year-old or even in college, that has a good arm, that's a good athlete, that has a feel for that position, obviously a manager will take the advantage and use him occasionally. And that's what that was the case with him on the Cuban national team. In Japan, he pitched a little bit. And like I said, everybody knows – of his attributes, his great arm. Uh, I'm not saying that he does not have the ability to pitch, uh, but he hasn't pitched in quite some time. Uh, pitching was more of a part-time position for him. Um, uh, I remember, I, I can start a, a situation like, I remember when Zach Greinke was in high school and I was scouting Florida during that time. Zach Greinke was a guy that, uh, play third base, caught, play center field, play shortstop, and he also pitched. At one point in his career, he had to make a decision. So if I had to compare that situation, it's sort of like the Zach Greinke situation. And, and you, you could see Zach Greinke still be able to swing the bat when he's playing, but his quicker path to the big league was as a pitcher. And obviously we're talking 10, 15 years later, he had a successful career. And it's the same thing. I think that Oscar – uh, has a better opportunity to be an impact player as a position player. It doesn't take away his ability, his arm, uh, but the development part of the pitching is a lot further than his him as a position player. 
Marco Patti, our guest, uh, the top international scout and uh, development person for the Chicago White Sox, uh, joining us for a few more minutes. And Marco, uh, you, you guys also signed uh, Eric Hernandez, another outfielder for a million dollars, a much younger guy, 17. Uh, give us a little thumbnail sketch of Eric and his tools. You know, Eric Hernandez, you know, throughout the history, uh, throughout the industry, he's been compared with, with several guys, you know, Juan Soto, uh, Carlos Beltran. He's a young left-handed hitter that can play center field at this early age, which is very impressive. A uh, high-energy kid, run the bases, very aggressive, has a solid understanding of what hitting is. Uh, his hitting ability is natural. Uh, when you see a young kid, left-handed hitter that, that handles the bat the way he does and he hits to all fields with authority. Uh, you know, it's, it's impressive. So we follow him for quite some time. He's originally from Mocha, Dominican Republic. And um, he's a kid that uh, comes with the, with the high ceiling uh, ability to play in the outfield, all three outfield spots, uh, projection for good power. You know, he's got a chance to hit 20, 25 home runs. And uh, he, he runs the bases very well. He's a very impressive young kid. Even though he's 17 years old, his baseball's uh, ability, his, his feel for the game, uh, it, it's very advanced. So we're very excited to have him also as part of this organization. Marco, could you update us on a couple guys who are could have exciting White Sox futures um, that you also had a big hand in, in bringing to the organization? Yoki Cespedes and Norhe Vera, uh, both guys who have promising futures. You know, um, obviously, Yoelki, everybody knows he's the younger brother, but Johannes uh, Cespedes, uh, a very solid player uh, from the get-go, uh, polished, uh, natural center field ability, can really run, can really throw, and has demonstrated the ability to hit for power. Um, you know, focus on his work. Um, like I said, he's a polished baseball player. He had a lot of international experience. As a young player, he's one of the youngest guys to – to make the Cuban national team. Uh, he made the Cuban national team when he was 19. And um, and he played all all three outfield positions. Uh, he has a chance to steal bases, which is uh, something that you don't see a lot with Cuban players. He's, he does. He steals. He has the ability to steal bases. And, you know, I mean, you, you gotta, you, you're talking about a plus defender with potential for plus power and, and a plus runner. It's an exciting player. He's got a chance to be to have a, a good major league future. Norhe Vera. Marco, I'm sorry. Uh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, no, no, no. Keep keep going with Vera, please. Yeah, Norhe Vera. Um, you know, he's a, he's a student of the game. When you talk to Norhe Vera, you understand that. You know, and and obviously his father, who was a successful Cuban pitcher for many years has a lot to do with it. He nor is a student of the game. He's polished. He, he works on trying to be the best. He he tries to understand how the better players in the game, how they do it, to try to emulate that. Um, he's a very exciting young man. He's not going to say much, but he's going to do a lot on the field. He's very quiet. Uh, he's an analyzer. Uh, he, he tries to understand the mechanics of pitching and how he can get better. Uh, like I said, he's a solid student in the game, and his work ethic is impeccable. Um, you can be happier with this guy because um, he knows he has a family history of success in Cuba, and he wants to take uh, that and continue on to the major leagues. 
He's very focused, uh, and I think he's going to be a great addition to this organization. As far as uh, looking at um, your career, you still are a young man. You're going to be signing great players for a long time to come. But uh, I think back to 1948 and a guy by the name of Tom Greenway signed a guy by the name of Mickey Mantle, and his name is brought up again right now and in other places as the greatest, one of the greatest signings and finds of all time. Do you expect Luis Robert to be that for Marco Patti in the future? Are we looking at <laughs> the next greatest player in Major League Baseball uh, when we look at Luis Robert right now? Uh, I, honestly, he's the, the very, very first time that I saw Luis Robert, I was in Chihuahua, Mexico. He was on the Cuban national team. And he's the kind of guy that when you walk in the ballpark and you see him walk, you see him throw, you see him warm up, you see him stretch. And then combined with seeing him play, uh, you could do nothing. My, my eyes just got as big as they could. And, 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 and my mind started immediately, started putting things together. Obviously, you, you know, you, you was, at that time it was just hope and just try to be prepared, try to know as much about the player, the history, his makeup, his background. And, and we did that. For five, six years, we sat and we watched him play international in different countries. He played different positions. There were times I even saw Luis Robert play first base one time when we were in, uh, uh, in another tournament, 18 and under in, in Mexico, in Ensenada, Mexico. And, um, you know, then you understand how good of an athlete he is. And, uh, and, and you've seen play center field and his ability. You, you, you can just, every time I saw him, it was uh, it was almost like every time I saw him, I saw him, he did something different and he did something better. You know, I'm, he's got a high ceiling. He's got a great makeup. He's a worker. Uh, and he's pretty low key. I think that it's a good combination for a guy with his ability. Uh, and, you know, I'm hoping that he can reach uh, the highest ceiling that he can uh, because he's a great human being and he's got a chance to have a great career. If I'm attached to that, then it's a plus. But uh, all the credit to, to Luis Robert because uh, knowing his background, knowing his family history, I think he deserves it. Okay, Marco, but he's on your list, and and you have a long and illustrious list of players who you have signed from Luis Robert to Fernando Tatis Jr. and on and on and on. So as you – Think back at what stood out. You, you told the story about seeing Luis Robert for the first time. I'm sure you've got dozens of those kinds of stories. What is it beyond the baseball ability that stands out to you, the trait maybe in personality or maturity or whatever it is? What makes a prospect worth signing most to you? I think that, you know, when I, when I see these kids and I have an opportunity to talk to them, I think the communication is the most important thing you can, you can have with a young player. And uh, obviously, young kids, you can't fool young kids because they are honest as they come. And immediately when you start talking to these players, you know if they have the desire, they have the, uh, the work ethic, and they have the determination inside. You know, and, and I think the one common denominator with these players is that when they get on the field, like uh, Tatis or Roberts or any of these guys that I've seen, I just I immediately become more of a fan than a scout. 
I sit there and I watch him play the game, enjoy the game, and I really forget about the evaluating part. I try to become a fan of that player to see if he's the guy that this organization uh, needs and this organization wants. Uh, the tools are easy to evaluate. We're looking for guys that have high-impact tools that, uh, with the ability to become an impact player in the big leagues. And these guys have them. Luis Roberts has always been a plus runner and always played the game the right way. Fernando Tatis had a big heart and, and, and wanted to play and always barreled the bat, the, bat, the ball on the bat uh, with consistency. Did he need to get bigger and stronger? Yes. But, you know, when you understand that you're evaluating 15 and 16 and 14-year-old kids, you have to be positive and understand that they have, they have to grow, they have to get stronger. But the one common denominator with these guys, you can see when you talk to them, you can see when you watch them play, is that they have this strong determination to win. They don't want to get beat. They want to be the best guy on the field. And these guys have this common denominator. You can, you can almost – feel it more than you can see it, but uh, that's the one thing. I, I sit there and I become a fan, watch them play, see how much they enjoy the game, see how much pride they have in what they do, and then immediately then then I switch hats, and then I start looking at the tools, evaluating the tools, and then trying to separate uh, the guys with, with the impact tools. Marco, thanks so much for your time this morning. Great stuff. Marco, thanks again. Appreciate it. Look forward to seeing you hopefully in spring training, although I know you're, you're going to be out and about trying to find the next Luis Robert, and maybe you already have in the Colas. Thank you, guys. I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Marco Patti, special assistant to the general manager, the guy who has signed so many great international stars, Bruce. The White Sox are loaded with guys who have Marco Patti's fingerprints all over their, their past and their careers, as we just heard from Luis Robert to, to many others along the way. Okay, we are going to shift gears. We're going to talk a little sports gambling, Bruce. You want to have a conversation about that because of things that are going on, both potentially at, at uh, Wrigley Field, at uh, Guaranteed Rate Field, and the Cubs and the White Sox and, and their fan base. How likely are you, 312-644-6767, how likely are you to place a bet when you go to a baseball game do you like the way that sports gambling has become so pervasive in a sport that you love? Is there room for baseball tradition and sports gambling? Obviously, you better figure it out because it's happening and it's happening now. We'll talk about it next. Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Welcome back inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio 670, The Score. David Hall, Bruce Levine, here until 11 o'clock talking baseball as we do 52 weeks a year, lockout or no lockout, work stoppage or not. We're going to talk baseball, Bruce, and I think we're going to invite some opinions from, from our, our audience because sports gambling affects them as much as it does everybody, and that's the idea at 312-644-6767. I know friends who thrive on that love it and watch more baseball because of the ability to bet on it and i know others of a certain age that are can't be bothered with it and really resent the implication or the i guess intrusion would be a better word the intrusion of sports gambling into their sport that they consider sacred and it's a good debate bruce and i think that it's it's an ongoing one but frankly it doesn't matter because it's here to stay and it's a big part of what has benefited the sports media industry and certainly changed sports as we know them. Well, let's let's uh, give people a little bit of the history of this right now. Uh, sports gambling has been ratified and is okay uh, in the state of Illinois and in Chicago. And both the Chicago White Sox and the Cubs have gone ahead and made deals with sports gambling outlets. The mm-hmm. Chicago Cubs will be uh, have DraftKings as their uh, representative, uh, and they are right now in the midst of building a place at Wrigley Field that'll that'll be a gambling book. It'll be a sports book for Cub fans to go to Wrigley Field and bet anything that they want, including prop bets uh, during the games. It will be also a very fine restaurant. It will also be an area where people will want to come 365 days a year to bet all sports, including uh, most likely horse racing. So this is much more. It transcends just being a place where you can bet. Uh, it is going to be a destination for people to go to uh, during the winter, fall, winter, uh, spring, summer, all the different seasons to be able to uh, uh, come and have a good meal, get together with other people, bet on games or horses if they want to, and that is going to be the beauty of it. Now, the White Sox will also have a deal with FanDuel, uh, and they will have a similar housing. It won't necessarily be the fancy place that the Cubs have, and that's for one major reason, David. Uh, The Cubs own their ballpark. They own the facility. 
the White Sox do not. Uh, it, the White Sox facility is basically owned by the Illinois Sports Authority, which is really the state of Illinois. So right. they're still in the midst of figuring out some of those things. There will be sports books at both Wrigley Field and at guaranteed rate in, in 2023. There will be no sports books completed for the 2022 season. And we should update everybody because of the le- how that's legal. Last month, late December, the city council, uh, Chicago City Council, approved the plan to allow sports books to be set out right. near the sports stadiums in the city of the five major sports teams. And that is a breakthrough, and that is a development that uh, I think we all saw coming, but now it's official. Tom Ricketts, Jerry Reinsdorf were involved in lobbying on behalf of that measure, and it was something that um, – they recognize as a, as a revenue producer, and it's happening. Let me uh, say the first sports book will most likely be at the United Center in fall. That's what they're projecting. So October, November of next year, there is a likelihood sports book and a very fancy one like the one at Wrigley Field will be built uh, as well as a 365-day-a-year um, place to come and eat and gamble. Uh, the White Sox uh, uh, sports book at at you at um, guaranteed rate will also be 365 days a year, not built out the same way that uh, DraftKings is building the one for uh, the for the one at Wrigley or the one at the United Center, which will be of equal opulence when you go in and enjoy a meal and sit around and, and have some fun there gambling. So, my question to you, David. And to our great listeners is, is this something that makes you interested, more interested in going to a game? If you're a millennial, if you're 50, if you're 70, does this interest you as another incentive to go to a baseball game uh, where you can add the dimension of gambling? 312-644-6767. The score listener line is powered by BetQL, of course. BetQL. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today or visit BetQL.com, and that is where we find Ben. Ben, good morning and welcome inside the clubhouse. Gentlemen, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. I want to talk about the gambling, but before I do that, uh, in honor of our good friend Les Grobstein, I don't know if you noticed, the week after his passing, the New York, New York Times published an interactive article of the Pluto is a planet, and you can go on there and vote in honor of him. So anyway, I just wanted to say that with right, the gambling, they just they just legalized gambling in New York just this month. So I've been able to uh, get on with the DraftKings. Now, I usually play an app called MLB Rally, which they have now closed. That MLB is saying they're going to have a new predictive gaming app. And anyway, this app was I could go with every at-bat and say what was going to happen with each player throughout the game. And I would play every night for about the past two years. And I would get really good at it. Now, if I had a chance to put some shekels down on that, uh, you know, to be able to say, okay, is this guy going to go yard? Is this guy going to go on base? Is this going to be a, a, a strikeout? Is this going to be an out? That would be great. And I think it would be great for baseball because baseball needs a new audience, and it's a new captive audience. Uh, it trends younger. Uh, it trends through all the demographics. And if you have it on site, like you guys were saying, I mean, they've got the place they can do it. I mean, that's just a cash cow. 
And hopefully, you know, that's going to go into the players. That's going to go into my beloved Cubbies. And so, you know, maybe we'll get Carlos Correa uh, in on a fast train. Um, go, anyway, man. but I would, I would love, I would love to have the opportunity to do that on site and also off site. Thanks, Thank Ben. You. Have a great day. Call. Yeah, you too. Bruce, so it, it may be the, the Carlos Correa DraftKings uh, Casino outside Wrigley Field, but if it does uh, go outside Wrigley Field, it's, it can be near the ballpark. It, How near? It will, it, will be in, it, it will be in the ballpark. It'll be where uh, the, the previous uh, restaurant was uh, right on near Clark and on Addison. Okay. Okay. So you, so, you, you have that. Ex- so that's going to be built out. By, and it's going to be built out by DraftKings. The deal is this, David. DraftKings makes a deal with the Chicago Cubs. They've made that deal, okay? Mm-hmm. They give them a certain amount of money to be their rights carrier for gambling at Wrigley Field. They will build out this former restaurant that was there, okay? The Joe Madden and restaurant. It, right. No, no, no. We're talking about the other side, Clark okay. and Edison. All right. Right. Clark and Addison, okay. Think, uh, you know, uh, on the corner of uh, near Sheffield, right up, right up. All right, just want to make sure we had the right corner there. Okay, good. Right, and and what they're going to do? They're going to they're 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 building it out. It's going to take till 2023 to get it into the type of uh, proper shape that they want and be able to to be up and running. Uh, DraftKings pays the Cubs a certain amount of money to 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 be able to do this. Okay. The Cubs will not be involved in the gambling aspect of it, okay? They will be running the food concession there along with Levy. Levy will be the food concession at Wrigley Field, and the Cubs will control that. Uh, So that'll be 365-day-a-year sportsbook restaurant open to the public, okay? That is, but DraftKings are, when, when you make a bet, you're betting with DraftKings. They're the ones that are booking it for you. So DraftKings will handle, they're affiliated with the Cubs. What about, do you have any idea about where the White Sox uh, sports book will be located if they do the, uh, a standalone It'll be uh, in site? the ballpark. It'll, it'll be run by FanDuel, okay? Their deal will be different because, again, you're dealing with an entity that the White Sox don't own. Um, the, the sports authority, Illinois Sports Authority, will be involved. The state of Illinois will be involved. Obviously, this is going to be a huge, and I repeat, huge moneymaker for the city of Chicago and for the state of Illinois as far as the um, entertainment. Well, so you're going to make a bet, and, and part of that bet, the money will be allocated directly to the city of Chicago I, and, uh, and, and the state of Illinois. I think it sounds great, Bruce, if you like th- that sort of thing. And I think everybody does. Certainly the numbers reflect that. But let me let me play devil's advocate for a second. So if I'm a baseball fan and I want to bet on the day's starting pitcher, if I want to bet on baseball, period, uh, mm-hmm. one of 162 and they have all those opportunities, why what why can't I just do it on my phone? What what you is can. the advantage and of you having can to go- and you will continue to. But this is this is more of hey, Bill, Joe, Fred, and I are going to the game today. And we're not only going to go to the game, but we're going to spend some time in the sports book before the game starts and after the game. And there'll be other things that we can bet on. And we can have a great meal while we're either at a guaranteed rate or at, uh, at Wrigley Field. 
So this is this transcends that. This this is an entertainment vehicle, more more so I believe in the mind of these people rather than an, a uh, a gambling vehicle. This is all about more entertainment, uh, keeping people focused on Wrigley Field on guaranteed rate. And as Ben the caller said, almost more essentially is getting younger demographic involved going to the ballpark. And that okay. has been a problem lately. Well, and it's been a millennial problem lately. So the, you can bet on your phone all you want. You can go to the ballpark, sit there and bet all day long on your phone. Not necessarily the same type of situation. There is that, Bruce, and obviously attracting a younger audience is important for Major League Baseball and all sports, except for the NFL, which is people are just addicted to. But here's the pushback, 708 texter, and I, and I understand this point of view. Guys, I'm a P1, but I am so sick of gambling being forced down our throat everywhere. I don't care if they have sports betting everywhere. I'm just sick uh, of hearing about it on your station and everywhere else. Another 312 Family friendly, fr- family friendly and gambling, it's ridiculous all this gambling-centric at Wrigley Field. You're going to have the pushback, Bruce. You're going to have that kind of traditional sports fan enthusiast that is just tired of having this so pervasive into their sports, even as old-fashioned as that sounds. Those people exist. I, I agree. And, and, and again, this will be a – it's not going to be in the face of, uh, of dad, mom, and, and the two kids uh, in the stands. It's going to be a separate entity where they'll go and do their thing. Right now, there's there's a person sitting next to them that is gambling on their phone anyway. Okay, you can do that anywhere you want in the world, right, David? So uh, that that's not going to change. But the idea that uh, a sports book is going to be in the face of these people, uh, no, it's not. It's a separate entity. It's it's going to be you know you're going to have to be 21 to to go in there and gamble and. And that, that's what it's all about. So, uh, do I like it? I don't think anybody really cares whether I like it. I, mean, I do. It's, I it's care a, about it, Bruce. No, no, you're you a curmudgeon don't. Because, I care about Bruce. Yeah, well, you know, take your curmudgeon and take it back to where people can't see it. Okay. Okay. Before we break, I got to ask you this: What is your confidence level, or is it right to be a little bit cynical about this idea that the revenue produced from these the, this this gambling revenue that will go back into the baseball teams. Uh, well, that's probably what the CBA is, uh, is dealing with right now. Every team in baseball will have the ability, depending on the state laws, to have the same type of sports book. It's envisioned by Major League Baseball owners that this will be a part of new revenue and a, uh, a new attraction. I think, David, much more a new attraction than it is uh, huge revenue. I'd, I don't think that the teams are going to be getting, you know, 50, 40, 50 million dollars a year uh, for having this. It's all about the entertainment vehicle. It's all about keeping people's attention. It's all about getting people to that area, to that ballpark, to that restaurant and making uh, it a uh, venue that you go to more than just 81 times a year. What do you think, people? 312-644-6767. Are you more likely to go to a baseball game at Guaranteed Rate Field or Wrigley Field if you can go into the sports book beforehand or during and place a bet, have some fun, order a good meal. 
Is that more likely to lure you to baseball where you might not go now? Let us know what you think. Call or text us. We've got another segment to go. Bruce Levine, David Haw, inside the clubhouse, Chicago Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Sports Radio, 670 The Score. Bruce Levine, David Haw. For our final segment, just to reset, Bruce, here we are in 2022, beginning of uh, you know the, the, the year. We're in January. By the end of the year, sportsbook. Uh, at the United Center in 2023, expected to be sportsbooks at Guaranteed Rate Field and Wrigley Field. And we know, based on reports, if the Bears are moving to Arlington Heights, the, the plans include a sportsbook out there. This is the way of the future. This is where we are, and uh, people are going to just have to accept, and maybe a lot of people appreciate the fact that they're going to have an opportunity to go to a sportsbook when they go to a baseball, basketball, hockey, yeah. or football game in Chicago. David, and, and uh, also – the one thing that baseball people are hoping that they can get is that, that they can have the prop bet as a part of what they do uniquely at the sports books. In other words, they can control the prop bets on their games. Uh, that is still to be determined, but it's a huge uh, vehicle of entertainment gambling that people are going to want to look to when you, when you say, well, I'm going to bet uh, that this guy strikes out. I'm going to bet that the, the next player lays down a bunt. Uh, all these prop bets are going to be available to people. And uh, Major League Baseball owners who are getting these type of sports books are hoping that they can control that and make that a, a bigger vehicle of people wanting to, to gamble at their uh, sports books. And plans are in motion because last month the Chicago City Council approved plans to allow sports books to be set up, set up near uh, or at these these stadiums. Let's go out to the score listener line, powered by BetQL. That's where we find Paulie in Palm Beach. Good morning, Paulie. Hey, good morning. Great show, guys. Thank Bruce, you. you're sharp. I love following you and your baseball knowledge. So I'll make a couple quick points, if I may. First of all, and please address this after I'm done. I'll make it quick. Bruce, I've never heard you address the fact that Papa Ricketts has called in his original $300 million loan to the kids, and that's what's basically hamstrung the Cubs. The perfect storm of the pandemic, uh, getting taken by the Chicago politicians for $150 million on the build-out, and they're just bleeding money on that cable station. That doesn't help either. It's my first point. Here's my second point, guys, and this is what I love about this show today. I'm a book. My brother's an agent. Here's how you're going to be able to t- – the, the the owners don't want to give the players any of the revenue, zero, from gambling. And that's what's going to make this strike go on forever. Um, all you got to do is call the hotels down in Arizona and see which one of them are filling up. None of them. This strike is not going to be done for a long time. I don't even know if they're going to have spring training. Thanks, right, Paul. So, Thanks for your call. Good point. Appreciate what do you think, it. Bruce? Well, I, I don't I don't know what he was talking about with the the call uh, for the money. Uh, the, the the franchise was purchased for eight hundred and fifty five million dollars in two thousand and nine. The franchise is now worth close to three billion dollars. So I, I don't return. think money yeah. I don't think mo- I don't think money is an issue at Clark and Addison for the Ricketts family. Now he does make good points about operating money and how they've gone about finding that operating money. Uh, from people, but there is no sign that uh, the Cubs have any economic 
problems whatsoever. As far as uh, as far as the gambling goes, uh, you know, again, uh, the players are they have their eyes wide open. It's probably part of the discussion with the owners for the CBA, but uh, it is not going to be something that uh, stops them from getting a deal done. Let's go to Tom in Plainfield. Hey, Tom. Hey, good morning, guys. Um, Bruce, you had said something about where the, the, the sports gambling is just primarily the, the, for entertainment purposes and that you don't think Major League Baseball is looking at this as a, as a primary source of revenue. And I don't know if you've ever seen the, the movie Wall Street, the, the second one, where they, the, the kid asked James Brolin, what's your number? Where, where are you going to be happy? And he looks back at him and goes, more. That's my number is more. I always want more. They're doing this for money, not just for entertainment. It, it primarily, it's money. If it was just for entertainment, they wouldn't be investing in that at all. Right. No, it, you're, you're right. You're right. Uh, Tom, you're, Thanks, you're Tom. right about that. Thanks for the call. But the reality is, is it's about the attention to their sport and their vehicle. It is one more vehicle reason for people to come and enjoy the experience at guaranteed rate or at Wrigley Field. And it also is, again, I'm going to emphasize this, a younger demographic that they hope to bring in and continue to bring in to a ballpark that is not necessarily going there right now. Who are more willing to spend maybe uh, foolishly. Let's close it out with Kevin in Wrigleyville. Hey, Kevin. Hey, guys. On the uh, betting aspect of it, I mean, people have to have a realistic expectation. This isn't Las Vegas where you're going to have the whales coming in from uh, the West Coast or Arizona coming into Vegas to bet uh, the games or the or the or the horses. Uh, it, it's going to be more monpa. Hey, you're going with Grandpa or Uncle Joe, and you're going to be making a ten dollar bet uh, on who you like, and and you might sit there for an hour or two, but it, it's not going to be a crazy revenue stream. What do you think, Bruce? I agree. I don't think it'll be a crazy revenue stream, but I think it's an important marketing vehicle that brings more people to Wrigleyville, Wrigleyville, the other restaurants in the area, uh, you know, a, a place that is now about Uber going rather than uh, about driving. So we live in the world of, you know, I'll meet you there. I'm not driving. I'm taking an Uber and I'll see you there in 15 minutes. Um, that's the beauty of uh, adding to the Wrigleyville area. And what have the Cubs and Tom Ricketts done in Wrigleyville? A lot, you know. So again, this is part of an entertainment vehicle also bringing more people to Wrigley Field uh, that are visitors. This is also a new area in the wintertime where people will go, you can't go to Wrigley Field, but guess what? They do have a wintertime tour and they have a sports book there. Hey, Bruce, I'll meet you here next week. How about that? I'll take an oh, Uber as well. Okay. Uh, I'm driving. Sorry. Okay. Good. <laughs> Be careful. Drive safely. And thank you all for listening this morning and inside the clubhouse. Bruce, we had a fun show. It was. We thank uh, Andre Dawson, the Hall of Famer, for joining us. Marco Patti, head of international uh, scouting for the Chicago White Sox. Adam Stadzinski for a job well done. People can follow me on Twitter, MLB Bruce Levine. And our website, I write White Sox and Cubs at 670thescore.com. David, have a great week. Looking forward to more CBA discussions and more and, and a deal getting done by mid-February. Thanks, Bruce. Saturday Suckage is next. Don't forget tomorrow, 5.30 here on The Score, the NFC Championship game. And Monday morning, 11 o'clock, the Bears introduce their new head coach 
and general manager Mullen Huff Monday morning at 5 to 9. Chicago Sports Radio, 6-7 to score. Thanks for listening. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.